Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. That's why we're late. Typically, during the season, you'll hear this college football podcast on Sundays. And then you'll hear it usually on, like, Wednesday, Thursday. And what happened this week? We had Labor Day. It's no, a holiday. No, what happened this week is you were a coward. We had, we had a holiday. Ryan. Okay, sure. What I think is Florida got its ass handed to it. Looked like, oh, I don't know. Let's conservatively say the 122nd offense in the nation because that's where they rank right now. And you were too mm-hmm. afraid. You were too afraid to talk about it. There's mm-hmm. a hole in your theory. There's a hole in your theory. Yeah. About to stick my dirty finger through it. And that's this. Uh, wow. What's what's new about that? Shit. Buddy. So what's, what's what changed? actually happened was we planned to record on Sunday night. We said, as soon as these two Sunday night games end, we'll, we'll hop in the booth. Um, and, and then the Aggies went and generated news that had to be turned into content. Um, so got got a little busy with Just, having to uh, having to put things on the website. The Aggies broke broke this podcast uh, in the first episode of the season. Let's just play a quick. Game. Let's just get the Florida Michigan game out of the way, Vesley. Um, I'm gonna name a team, and you tell me if they have rushed for more yards on the season than Florida or not. Okay, I'm just gonna jump around mm. here. We're gonna play this rapid fire, Spencer. You're answering all of these. Uh, Colorado. Yes. Temple. Yes. Vanderbilt. Yes. Purdue. Yes. South Carolina. Yes. Kent State. No. Akron. Yes. Florida Atlantic. No. Indiana. Yes. The answer is yes to all of them. Florida is last in the nation with 11 rushing yards this season. Wow. Just just for everybody. Oh, why are Spencer and Ryan always so fucking whiny about Florida won all these national titles and has Heisman's and 11. 11 rushing yards this season. Bottom of the list. All right? We can continue. Yeah. I think our stance, you should just know this up front. I'm going to say it now. We're recording this on September 6, 2017. And I'm going to base this exclusively on my rules, which my rules of human behavior, which are that you have to function in light, not not against these, not with these rules, but sort of against them, right? The best way to predict what people are doing is to look at their examples of mistakes in their past. They will continue to make these mistakes and they will learn nothing. No one ever learns anything and they repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. People do not change. They do not improve. What's Florida's offense been the last two years, Ryan? Two, two, okay, two. I'm, I'm just we're, we're we're limiting this to the Jim McElwain era because they're the people who said that they can fix this, right? Sure. Um, let's see. Florida doesn't have a steady quarterback situation. Uh, can't keep an offensive line healthy or unified or talented enough to keep a quarterback or a running back healthy and productive, has no passing downfield passing game to really speak of, which is even more frustrating because like three plays a game, they'll throw a deep pass that works and you're like, oh shit, here it comes. Nope. That was a mm-hmm. lie. That were the, those were the four drops of rain that made you think the drought was ending and it's not. Um, ha- it entirely depends on defensive turnovers and big special teams play to win or lose a game. Um, and it's just, bore- it just, just, it's not, it's not fun. It's, it's incredibly well, well, not fun. In 2015, Jim McElwain's first year on the job? Yeah. 100th in scoring offense. 100. I mean, you can just look at, you, year- can, you can just look at week one, and you can look at the, mm-hmm. like, Florida lost, right? And that's fine. I don't care that Florida lost to Michigan. Michigan's a better team, better coached, has probably recruited better in the last. All of these things are fine. Lots of other teams lost. Like, Indiana lost. That game was close until it wasn't, which sounds a lot like the Florida-Michigan game. Indiana was a hell of a lot more fun to watch than Florida. Mm-hmm. So was Purdue. Purdue was a Purdue hell of a lot more fun to watch than Florida. Our Arkansas State was a lot more fun to watch against Nebraska. They lost. You know what? They they lost bravely. Oh, in, in 2016, 107th in total offense. <sighs> In terms of or in terms of scoring offense, they were 107th. 
So but using my rules, uh, they're already done. That's done. This coaching staff's done. I just Gator they, talks they, done. They cannot, yeah, we're done. Yeah, to, no. We're done, done talking about Florida for no. I it's, mean, I just, I just want to. I would like to get that. I would like to get that on the record. So they're they're done. This won't improve. They won't get better. Jim McElwain will fail at Florida, and an offensive coach was brought in to fix a problem he cannot fix because he's not capable of it. And also, if you if you year two, David Wonderlook on Twitter wrote a great breakdown of what went wrong against Michigan. Michigan's great. They're going to have an awesome year, y'all. They're a great football program. They have confidence in their players. If you watch the mistakes that were made on offense, they are not ones of scheme. They're ones of execution, and they're ones that are made by people with a lot of experience, which if you watch over and over again, you go, these people don't care what they're being told. They don't trust it. They don't trust their coaches. They don't like their coaches. Like nothing, none of this is working at any point. So, and, and I don't need that. I, I'm not even thin slicing here. You're basing off two years of zero improvement or ability to develop offensive players. Bye. This is over. It's crap. I don't want to watch it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. Gator talk is over. I, I know this is technically week two preview because again, Spencer is scared and we didn't get a chance to talk about week one. Let's just like get all this out. Week one, everybody overreacts to every year. We say, why did we overreact to it? But what week one really is, is it's the first day of school. And the first day of school, your goal is not like nobody walks out and says and does something so cool or so amazing that you're like, oh, man, everybody loves you now. The first day of school is about avoiding disaster. It's about not accidentally sitting in a bur- on a burrito in the lunchroom so that you have burrito all over your jeans. And then that's what you your burrito ass for the rest of the year. That's what week mm. one is about. Just don't do that. So like Washington, did you look great against Rutgers? No. But ultimately you didn't sit in the burrito. Texas A&M, Texas, Baylor. Yeah, y'all, y'all just ah. Oh, beans all over that all over that denim. All Man, over. A&M, it. they were like they didn't just sit in it. I think Texas and Baylor sat in it. A&M, they were like standing up on the lunch table. People were chanting their name. Um, right. you know, they had on they had on the greatest new shoes in the whole place. Like, you know, that that's that's like one way you can impress in week one. You know, you, you walk in with Adidas boosts and hey, that's like that's like beating Texas. That's that like, kid, you know, does that kid have a pimp cane? Oh, my God. Yeah, oh my god, he's standing on the lunch table with a pimp cane, and he's got a sideline DJ, and he's chewing a lot of cool gum, and we just put up um, this weekend, a shot in a Freud brought that back, and found a lot of Aggies who are unhappy about Kevin Sumlin chewing gum. Apparently that is a big contentious <laughs> issue, and they think that contributed to um, the defensive collapse and the inability to call run plays, but like... It's a big so... time thing. They do not like he's chewing on food and he ain't swallowing it. I don't trust it. Um, but you're chewing the coolest gum and everyone loves it. And then well, he you looks, like he looks like he looks like the burrito. He looks like a cow chewing a cud. And we're Aggies. We're supposed to we're supposed to be controlling the cows, not becoming them. This is, just, this is against wanna, that's against nature. I just want to slaughter him and turn him into brisket. <laughs> that's a complaint from like 70 years ago, right? That's like a complaint about like. <laughs> Those kids hanging down at the soda shop. Texas, Texas A&M, the, the Singapore of college football. It's like if you see like Idaho's coach wearing a visor or something, wearing a hat indoors, no good son of a bitch. I wouldn't be surprised if the yell leaders started caning each other. So this all this all fits. I, I I know which school had a member of their their core, the Aggie core, pull a sword on a rival. That's true. And and there's no one else in the SEC who's pulled that. Okay, they weren't in conference when they did it. Spiritually, if you doubt that they're in their proper home, pulled a sword. You know, I can't get, I can't get any more like you know honor code bullshit than that. It is appropriate that on the same week that Texas legalized open carry swords, um, two Texas teams at home, A and M was on the road. Both committed committed ritual seppuku. So that was fun. That was good. Hey. Who defended state of Texas? I just want to I want to put this out there. TCU. Texas Tech. You know Dude, TCU and Texas Tech are most are most freakish <laughs> Texas teams. They gave up a combined 10 points. TCU played defense. We were calling them for lo- for them to lose to an FCS team. Hey, 
who's that quarterback for TCU? <sighs> why? Why? Well, dude, that'd, come be, on. that'd be Mr. September Heisman himself. <laughs> that would be Texas A&M's Kenny Hill. Kenneld Hill. Transferred to TCU. <laughs> Ken- Kenrith Hill. Um, I could use that guy. Ken- Ken- Is that what we're saying? I'm, you know, I just like pointing out painful things, painful, obvious things that I can point to so that people feel as badly as I do about their well, how, football how, team. How Kyle Allen do in week one for Houston? Or as Houston hasn't played yet, has Houston they? hasn't played. Yeah, Houston, Houston, Houston uh, got Kyle Allen point. has not thrown 14 incompletions in the second half of a game in which he was winning by as many as 34 points. He hasn't done that. It's time to talk about week two. Week one is dead. Long live week mm-hmm. one. If you emerge from it unscathed, great. Um, if, like we mentioned, you emerge from it scathed better than you thought you would be, hello, Purdue Boilermakers, good for you. But we're done with it now, and we're moving on to week two, which is, uh, it's fine. It exists. It's dense. It's dense. It is. It's a real granola bar of a week. Where you're like, yeah, I'm going to eat this because I think it's good for me and it's got everything I need. And uh, it's going to back me up for a little bit. And that's okay. I think this week is the salad bar where you start with, oh, okay, I'm technically eating. You know, I'm eating some lettuce. That's the Thursday night. It's There are technically multiple games, you know. Then Friday in, in the early slate, it's all right, let's you know, continue eating the basics. Um, then pick up toward the end. And then by the end, this damn packed primetime spot that's when you just give up and you're just eating mac and cheese and biscuits like three plates of that yeah there's georgia notre dame and clemson auburn there's some good sushi on this menu but you're gonna get you're gonna have to drink a lot of miso soup before you get to it a lot Mm. yeah there's a there's a weird there's a weird thing the chef just sort of sent out on a whim that you kind of regret getting that's friday night friday night you get oklahoma state at south alabama at South, yes. yeah, South, at, sure, yep, sure. Mm-hmm. Like one of one of the country's best offenses and a Power Five program, just heading down to Mobile because college football is secretly a a distribution system for Mexican steroids <laughs> hustled through the Mobile port. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with answers, y'all, and this is not helping. Yeah, it's okay if you skip Thursday, Friday. You have our permission. It's completely okay. Although I might, you know, I'm I'm a degenerate. I will watch Ohio at Purdue because that seems like I like watching Purdue now because Jeff Brom's their coach. And they have a, a will to live. And, and they, they, they want to score points. I find that novel. So I'll probably watch that even though it's on FS1 at 8 p.m. on a Friday. Yeesh. Um, f- Saturday at noon... There's a lot you can skip here too. Uh, I will say, I'm. Can I start playing the? Can I start? Can I start playing the trumpet fanfare that accompanies this? Go for it. Go for it. Two teams enter. (laughs) Two teams leave. Elastico. (sighs) Elastico. That's good. And this is this is some of the best audio you've ever contributed to this program. I want the matador music. All right. Where it's just two matadors and no bowl. That's El Asico. <laughs> two guys with capes. Two men waving, waving capes at each other. Aren't they brothers? Shut up. This is a fierce rivalry. They hate these these two matadors hate each other. What happens How when they play actual gourd? What, what happens when they play bowls? Oh, it's not good. Not great. Um, let's start with our first fearless week two prediction from Eric Van Horn at Van Horn. Eric, El Asico will hit the over. Do either of you, I know, but I'm going to ask you, do either of you know what the over-under for this game is? 12. Okay, good, good mm, guess. Strong guess. <laughs> you know what? I was about to make fun of you, but that's a really good prediction. I'm going to say that the over for this game is 38. It's 48 and a half. I'm only off by 10 and a half points. It's 48 and a half. Um, Iowa State scored 42 points to beat Northern Iowa. 
week one, uh, it, even though they only outgained UNI by 27 yards, um, they won the turnover b- battle three to one. They were fine. I mean, they rushed for less than four yards a carry. That's not great. Uh, and then you take Iowa, who beat Wyoming 24 to three. They did so. If you um, if if you didn't watch that, by yeah, the way, yeah. and you probably didn't, um, I'll I'll fill you in. Um, Iowa looked like Iowa, man. They just they this is a I'm actually like pretty pretty optimistic about their chances all over the board because they look real ugly. Um, quarterback play was at times shaky. They ran the ball and they uh, they just beat the hell out of Wyoming on defense so playing like two coverages so in other words i will back baby so can we get to 48 and a half points between these two teams what is the ugliest score that could make both teams look disappointing and unhappy to get to the over yeah to get to Mm, 49 points i think it would be um 29 21 now that looks close and interesting 32-17. I'll land on I that. I see. I just, I just think a 30-19 to 19 game looks awful because <laughs> there's multiple field goals. Sure. Some, like, a safety there's, in there. Yeah, there's, there's some conversion. missed two-point conversion, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, 30, that's, like, that's 10 field goals. <laughs> <laughs> Only and by Jason the way, we is do thinking have, of this the right way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iowa fan, if you're listening and you're filling out your complaint form, we do have, as we mentioned, every time we make fun of Iowa on this program, we have, for years now, we have renewed our license to make fun of Iowa on the internet. I know it says on the documentation that only you are allowed to do that. You you roast your football program day and night, and then whenever someone else joins in, you, you know, it's a big hassle, but we do have clearance, and we will show you the documentation upon request. It's true. Also, you you wave to the kids at the the kids hospital right over the side. That's like a thing you all do now. That's great. You're awesome. Yeah, that's good. You're all good people. We're we're gonna roast your program. It's gonna happen. We do this to everybody. We do this to our own programs. Yeah, without own Did did y'all not hear Gator talk to open the program? Did y'all not hear those seven minutes of Gator talk? I'm 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 considering considering these two teams played each other not that long ago. I'm way higher on Iowa than I am on Florida. Yeah, and Florida won. God. Well, it, I don't know if we're licensed to say Iowa lost the football game. We're not. We have to. You have to wait. Um, it's like it's like copyright law. You have to wait twenty years or something, and then you can talk. But then it becomes you know, open source. Fair. You can fair use it. Other legal terms that I'm not using correctly. It's fine. A wick media commons. <laughs> That's right. That Iowa lost. We can't basically we can't use it for commercial purposes. <clears throat> and I say that because it's Uh-oh. time to talk about Dollar Shave Club. Yo, transition. That's nice. Um so Dollar Shave Club is all about saving you time. Not just as as, as a shaver, because like they got everything, man. They got body wash, shampoo, hair gel, lip balm. All of these products that you can have. And, and and you're wondering, like, well, you know, I like to be in and out of the bathroom. I like to just get it done. Well, I don't know that I necessarily need all of these extra things. If you're a Florida fan like Spencer and I, you want to stall in other parts of your life. You want to take other parts of your life and make them as luxurious and spend as much time in, in them as you can. You know what you can do in 48 minutes? You can take the most luxurious shower with Dollar Shave Club. Do you know what you're not going to do in the shower? You're not going to watch a snap of Florida football. You're just going to be in the shower crying and wondering why you decided to care about this stupid, stupid football team. But you're going to do it with a little more money in your pocket if you go to dollarshaveclub.com slash fullcast. That's right. A real American company said, this is the podcast we want to be associated with. We will hitch our wagon to this terrible third world rocket and we will go to the stars or we will blow up trying. We'll hit that launch button, baby. 
we just all blew up and died. DollarShaveClub.com slash fullcast. You save money. You get the starter set with the Executive Razor, three trial size versions of their most popular products. And again, none of these boxes contain any Florida football. They're all Florida football free. You don't have to watch any of it. Sorry, we can continue. Ryan, good job again. Um, my favorite part of that was when you said, as a shaver, because it made me think of when people say, like, <laughs> as a man, this doesn't sit well with as me. A, you know, like, as, as a, a mother, as a, I don't like the weather As outside. a gamer. <laughs> as a gamer. Which is definitely about ethics and shaving life. journalism. <laughs> I vape, I, you vape and you shave. That's it. You're a vapor and a shaver. <laughs> my clean shaven vapor. <laughs> They call me baby face vape. Um, yeah. So, yeah so speak, just... Speaking of vape, I want, can I transition from vaping? Seamlessly, go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it. Pitt, Penn State. Ooh. Pitt and Penn State. We got a lot of people who are making bold predictions. We got Pete Havern, at Pete Havern, a week after Youngstown State, after taking them to OT, Pitt is going to beat Penn State in Happy Valley. We got a lot of people saying Pitt's going to win this game again. Get right back in the playoff. I don't know about. I just don't know. I think if Penn State wants to go undefeated the rest of the way, they have to lose this game. Yeah, I think that's right. It, I think got, I think this is. I think this is the year Pitt and Penn State like Freaky Friday and trade roles. And by the end of the season, people are like, "Well, Penn State can't be in the playoff," and we're like, "Yeah, but they did beat Pitt." So exactly, no good team goes to the national title. Without tussling with Pitt, we're gonna get right? yeah. So and and, mm. and why can't that be Pitt? You know why can't it be Pitt that loses to Pitt and therefore earns a place in the national in the national playoff? You see what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, existential. I think we've seen Pitt lose to Pitt before, yeah. Right, but not this season. Chris Gates is on, man. I think this is true. Also, I enjoy the style of football that Pitt plays, where if they lose this game, right after, or if they win this game after being taken to OT by Youngstown State, it makes perfect sense. I'm just like, I don't know. They were feeling especially pity that day. Then they felt a little less pit, and they beat Penn State. Then they felt super pity, and they lost to, like, Wake Forest or something. It all makes sense. I can make Pitt do whatever I want to in college football, and that's one of the reasons I adore them. This is from Run the Draw Podcast, at Run the Draw on Twitter. South Carolina and Mizzou combined for 130 points. Is this, hmm. is this possible? Well, anyone can score on Missouri. That's true. Missouri um, Missouri gave up last week 43 points to Missouri State. By the time we hit the half, uh, the score was Missouri 48, Missouri State 35. So anyone who wants to make a Will Muschamp joke here, South Carolina put 35 on a good North Carolina State defensive front. Do you know how if many you mm-hmm. think Missouri's defense is better than NC State's? There is quite a body of evidence to the contrary. Do you know how many yards Missouri wound up with in this game? 800? 815. You were under. I said 800. What's So that's what's amazing <laughs> about, that's what's amazing about this game is that um Ooh. Is Drew Locke throws for 500 yards, 521 yards, and seven touchdowns. They run for another almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. They were just clicking. But the defense was so bad, or so inconsequential maybe, that Drew Locke is the only Missouri passer who threw a pass in this game because they had to leave the starters in far longer than they should have against Missouri State because this defense is not very good. Gave up 10.1 yards a pass. Just, ah, uh, Okay. I look forward to it. I look forward to South Carolina and Missouri becoming the offensive champions of the SEC East. I'm fine with it. I've come to terms that this is the world we live in, and I can't do anything to change it. Hmm. I would like to, I would like to go to another <clears throat> matter of math. Can we put it that way? Sure. A matter of large numbers? Yeah. This is from uh, at Scott Allen Johnson, a.k.a. Go Big Rev. Uh, let's see. He, he calls for tears, joy, and regret. Also, Oregon will exceed 600 yards of total offense. If you look out your window, you will see a nervous Husker fan. 
Well, if that's the case, I'm calling the cops. Someone from Nebraska is looking at my window. That's creepy. I'm in Georgia. It means it's a vagrant. And or, you know, Scott Frost. It's Bill Callahan. Could be it's, one. it's Bill Callahan, all right? He's lonely. Bill it's Tom. It's Tom Osborne. Just an old wintergreen looking for a friend. No, I'm 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 actually 600 yards. Now, uh, you need to know Oregon. I know it's against a bad team. OK, but Oregon put up 703 on Southern Utah, which means they wanted to prove a point. They were they were going to they were going to put some work down and they did. And like three almost 350 yards rushing. They uh, they ran the hell out of the ball, which is probably music to Oregon fans ears. After what had happened the last couple of years to their run attack, yeah, they, they ran the daylights out of it. And Nebraska, Nebraska really, uh, another sort of quiet game fell under the radar a little bit, but Arkansas State had them on the ropes for, for quite a while. Yeah, they, uh, they, got outgamed, they got outgamed by Arkansas State. Nebraska had 463 mm-hmm. yards of offense. The uh, Arkansas State Wolf, Red Wolves, 497. So, yeah, they no, then they took it to the wire. Like this was a last minute affair where, you know, Mike Riley was, wow, I was shocked. That was a crazy game afterwards, which if I was a Nebraska fan, I'm like, why are you smiling? I know we won. And now they're going to face Oregon and Royce Freeman, again, in his seventh year of eligibility, putting up numbers, adult numbers, which he should because he's over 21 at this point. Well, over 21. Yeah, I, I, I don't see this not happening. This could be ugly. They might they might be able to score for a while, but Oregon's a little bit deeper. So you're probably looking at like, oh, I don't know. It's like one of those 53-52 games. Sure, just call it that. Because I would say that Oregon's defense is still an, uh, an unknown quantity. The Brady Hoke's still there, you know. You're not just going to get it all out in one offseason, leaving the doors and mm. windows open. That's not how it works. Is that an antibiotic thing, or is it kind of like a homeopathy Treatment. You know, uh, treatments treatments vary from state to state. The man travels, and his patterns are erratic. And yes, we probably should talk about Tennessee's defense or lack thereof at some point, but not today. No, no, no. I want to talk about another one. That'd be uh, Jarrett Whitworth at Wit34. Wit underscore 34. Don't get confused with Wit34. That guy sucks. <laughs> bastard. Jarrett Whitworth. Bastard. Jarrett Whitworth. I'm a UNC fan. Whew, buddy. Uh-oh. No doubt in my mind, <laughs> Lamar Jackson has 500 total yards of offense. Um, again, in bets, I will not Riverside. I would not bet against that because, again, rewind to another game. You you might have you might have slept on that that I really do want to point out. Uh, the University of California Berkeley went to Chapel Hill, and uh, they beat North Carolina 35-30. Yeah, the perpetually rebuilding Golden Bears. Like, I don't even know. I mean, they're in like a rebuild of a rebuild of a rebuild at this point, right? Something well, like that. Well, they have all of those. They have all those Nobel Prize winners on staff who specialize in quantum mechanics. And you know how um, a, a team can either rebuild or they can be built, right? Cal, um, Cal is basically one of those, um, like a dentist's office that's clearly in a former Pizza Hut. Where you can sort of see the outside and you're like, oh, it used to be a pizza hut. What is it? Pediatric dentistry, huh? Okay. It's like near us, there is a restaurant that took over a bank and they have this one room that it still looks like a vault. <laughs> and they ca- it's called Lockdown Barbecue, which it's pretty oh, cute. No, that's, yeah. uh, that's the best, yeah. It, you can go sit in the bank vault and like, you know, there's actually it, like it's done up to look like you're in jail or whatever. But I just always think about, OK, so when they leave, they're just going to turn this back into a bank. That's Cal. Just it's constantly being remolded back into whatever it was that seemed like it might have worked like four years ago. This I just is- like that Cal safe space went to North Carolina and won. That's pretty funny. This funeral home used to be a discovery zone. That's why we got all the tunnels. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Yeah. Kids love it down there. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, They've got these great refrigerators for a cool day. You can just lie in them. So yeah, I was yeah. going to say that yeah. Cal, is, Cal is the object that can occupy two spaces at once. It's the particle that can appear like over here in the rebuilding universe, but then simultaneously over in the built universe, and you're never sure where it's going to pop up. So, yeah, the, the quantum football program. That's Cal. The quantum football program, uh, their quarterback, Ross Bowers, 
he he had 363 through the air. What 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 do you think Lamar Jackson's going to do to you? Yeah. It's it's also not good because um Cal last year it looks like only held do, do, do Utah and UCLA at the end of the year uh to 30 points or less. Everybody else most teams far exceeded that. So UNC, you may be in for a very unpleasant stretch here. Yeah, I would like to. Uh, I would like to go ahead and, while establishing that the the floor for UNC, just due to being UNC, when it's low and it falls out, it's real low. You got basement under basement in terms of the bottom there. I want to talk about a team that could easily, easily, like like they they could also slide. It could go real fast if I, they're not careful. I hope I know who you're going to say, but I don't think I do. Go ahead. Who do you think I'm going to say? Well, I'm hoping you're referring to this tweet we got from Aaron Evans at AG Evans 901, which is a picture of Robert Kakala, and it just says UCLA loses. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Robert Kakala, our, our brother from the island, the Hawaiian announcer, the mountain of a man, maybe my favorite Homer announcer in, in college football history. Oh, Joey Yosefa. He used to talk about Joey Yosefa, one of their running backs, like he was Barry Sanders. Joey Yosefa was not Barry Sanders. Because um, they're yeah, like, the like, how many 2-0 and teams can you name in college football right now? USF. Uh, only one. Yeah. USF, oh, USF and Hawaii. That's You're it. Not 2-0. 2007 is back again. USF and Hawaii so, going undefeated. So now here's the hardest. Here's the hardest question for you. If you have to take one team to go to three and zero, are you taking Hawaii against UCLA, or are you taking USF against UConn? The former, because the latter game uh, might not be played as of this recording. Might be moved mm -hmm. somewhere weird. Wait, never know. The 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 USF game might get moved. Yeah, well, because, you know, USF has to travel to and fro the stadium, so maybe that game's later in the year, okay. so I'm not necessarily going to bet on it. Shit. Yeah, Irma's, Irma's going to throw a curveball right through the middle of the schedule. It's going to upset all kinds of stuff. Like, it's not just the games in the path of the hurricane, you know, like Miami flying back from Arkansas State. That's not a good idea, doing that Sunday morning. I just, I just never thought. I just never thought we'd see a Saturday without UConn football when we thought we'd get it. It's hard. It's yeah, hard I, I, I was, I was, I was actually, yeah, I was going to talk about UCLA because Hawaii's got to watch. UCLA's got to watch her ass because they're not. There's one thing UCLA is not. It's not. It's it, they're not consistent. That's not. You can't say, oh, well, this Jim Mora coached team that depends heavily on the passing attack, and took a dirt nap for half of a game against Texas A&M before relying on Texas A&M's inherent instability to outweigh their own inherent instability, catch a wave and come back from a 44-10 deficit. I always think I always theorize that like, you know, if you can overcome a 44-10 deficit, you could probably blow one too. So, why take advantage of this? It's all set up for you. It's all set up. Nick Rolovich has done a great job coaching there. And and nobody pays attention because it's Hawaii, but he really has. And yeah, it's in the Rose Bowl. It's not not a super advantage. This is this is open there. So I don't know. Take a flyer. Keep an eye on it. There's plenty of meat on this schedule. This is just one little one little tidbit. What what stood out to me from the UCLA A and M game? Josh Rosen looked great in the comeback. Josh Rosen also was doing a lot of slanging, a lot of like, oh, he threw that pass, oh. huh? That pass worked, huh? <laughs> like through. Through coverages, multiple yeah. passes thrown through coverages. There's, a, there's, I'm just saying, Josh Rosen has five interceptions smuggled away somewhere on his person. And Texas well, A&M didn't find him, but somebody will. Somebody, somebody, somebody will. And that's not, I don't think that's a criticism of Rosen, because I just assume if you're that kind of quarterback... You're gonna have games where you're like, I can throw six TDs. Well, and also, for the same you, reason I can throw six INTs. Like you, it can happen. You play for Jim Mora. You should say fuck it. You should say I don't care. Oh, I want to play discipline to make coach. No, coach will never love you or be proud. Just throw it. 
<laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna find love on the sideline. Try He's, to find it between the hashes. You you hate stepdad, okay? So go ahead and cause ruckus. Have fun. Stepdad Jim Morris sucks. And he probably won't be here next year, so what's it matter? Mom, why? Like him for the why? Jets job, huh? Oh my god. Love him for that Jets job. It'd be amazing. Um Perfection. God, can't believe the Bills couldn't lock down Jim Mora. But that's how oh, it goes. No, if they do that though, they're gonna draft Josh Rosen. We gotta get him out of out of this situation. That'd be that'd be awesome. Like, you know, well, Josh, are you thinking about leaving or going? Well, I'm just Seeing whether Coach takes the Jets job or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, turns out I'm uh, going for my Masters. Hey, uh, CFL's looking more... Thinking about playing arena ball. Maybe uh, I'm going to see take... if I can get baseball drafted. Oh, I'm going to try to play Wimbledon. Play Wimbledon. I'd love to play Wimbledon. <laughs> Maybe I'll learn tennis, too. Josh Ro- Hey, Josh Rosen was a junior's tennis player. There's no reason... Listen, if your choice is play quarterback for the Jets... Or be like the 208th men's tennis player in the world. Go get that racket, man. Put them shorts on. I have, and I would like to announce uh, a transfer to BYU, um, which will require <laughs> a two-year mission trip beforehand. Hopefully, by then, uh, Coach Mora will be out of the Jets' job because they'll surely be picking in the top five every year for the next three years. That should be enough of a cushion. Let's, I would like yeah. to take a question here, a prediction from Justin Graydon at Jay Graydon. Stanford triples USC's time of possession. I don't I'm going to I'm, I'm going to Riverside you here. I don't think that's going to happen just because I think that uh, Ronald Jones will uh, keep the ball just enough for USC to keep you from having a 15 to 45 minute differential in this game. It's a nice thought and it's probably Stanford's actual game plan, but uh, it ain't happening. Um, also, just, because... just so you know, do you know what the time possession was in the Western Michigan game? I believe Western Michigan had it for slightly less. Western Michigan had the ball for about 35 minutes. USC for a, a little okay. over 25. So all, all they have to do is be 10 minutes of possession better than Western Michigan. <laughs> now so it doesn't wild. seem so crazy, does it? It does. That's nuts. That would be that would be that would be a navy line. No, but this is but think about style of play. Like Western Michigan was not a like let's keep it on let's just slow it down, slow it down, not get crazy. I mean, they ran the ball more than they threw it, but that's because they were running the ball much better than they were throwing it. And that also doesn't account for the fact that Stanford's defense is definitely going to be better than Western Michigan's. Sam Darnold looked like ass in that game. Mm, Through two picks. Like didn't look good at all. I, yes, forty-five, fifteen, probably outside of the realm of possibility. Thirty. I mean, thirty-seven, twenty-three. Justin, if you're right, then 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 statistically, you you pulled off. If you could put money on this, go ahead. Because because if you're right, you know, and somebody takes that bet, you're beating some like long odds here. Well, we should like, all, okay. Just, we, we should also just, point out that it doesn't necessarily mean Stanford wins the game. I would, I would I would point you to the example of one Georgia Institute of Technology who uh, against Tennessee in a game where yeah. We, we predicted it last week. They rushed for 500 yards, and jokingly, we said, oh, they'll probably do that and lose. Reader, they did that. They had the ball. They, they had the ball for forty over 41 minutes of the game. Tennessee, Tennessee including overtime, only ran 59 plays. Georgia Tech ran 96. And Georgia Tech it lost turns this out game. the only time of possession that matters is the one second you spend carrying the ball across <laughs> the goal line and or mm. putting it through the, uh, the the goal posts. All other time is just, I mean, uh, you know, it's fiction. just time being spent. Well, I think that was I think I think I uh, what Paul Johnson was trying to do was saying like, well, okay, I understand those are the seconds that matter, and if I just hoard as many seconds as I can. 
statistically, it's more likely that I'll have some of those seconds and not the non-second. You know, I will have some wasteful seconds, but hopefully if I just pick up this whole haystack, there will be needles in it. I love needles. I will tell you <laughs> this, too, that, that when I was watching it, I was just like, this is this whole the Georgia Tech-Tennessee game was Rogue One. Because I was like, well, how much Darth Vader is in this movie? Well, just like a little bit. It's at the very end, but it's very effective. <laughs> Tennessee just made a cameo. Just showed up like redneck Darth Vader. Ha-ha! That's it. Throw him into the ceiling. Paul Johnson Please. just sitting on the beach holding his team. <laughs> yep, we did it. Did what? When the, when the death ray is coming there on the beach, I, th- I think Paul Johnson still having those boys run through the option. We're going to do it till the... <laughs> Till the fucking fire cloud takes us, you sorry what's sons it, of butts. What's it? What's the Tennessee Death Star? Is it like a pontoon boat with a t-shirt gun? Here it comes! <laughs> oh no! What? Yeah. I would. I would like to say briefly. What offended me most about Tennessee's turnover trash can was not that it exists, because like ridiculous stunt props. That's fine. It's that it looks so fucking cheap, man. It looked it literally looked like a grad assistant went to a Home Depot three hours before game time, took the tra- took the a rubbermaid trash can over to FedEx Kinkos and was like, Hey man, what do you got with uh you got any like decals I can throw on this? Yeah, I just need to say team one twenty eight or whatever the hell it is. Just just you know what? Give me teams uh one hundred through one uh, two two oh seven, and it'll be one of those. I know we'll get yeah, it fo- right. Football will end two hundred and seven years after Tennessee started playing it. That's that's about uh, right. I think my favorite part of it was how Tennessee fans insisted it's a bucket. No, 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 no. We that's not buckets have you know handles. They're smaller. They're not trash cans. <laughs> and like by the end, by the end of the game, however, once Tennessee won, ball fans are you know I love the trash can. Trash can is actually good. I think we should fire Butch Jones and hire that trash can. Naming my daughter trash can. <laughs> that's how they're that's how they're gonna do it. They're just gonna joyfully fire Butch Jones, stuff him in it, carry it off the field. Woo, we did it. I we mean did it, team one twenty, whatever. I, I I do kind of hope Tennessee goes the Stanford route of endowed positions and they're like, Yeah, he's the waste management coach of offense. Offensive coordinator. <laughs> I'm not gonna bust on them for like, you know, what kind of trash cans you buying, Brooklyn? What you, you got? Some, we just throw our tra- some- we just throw our trash on the street. I don't know what you talk about cans. That that's that is the Rutgers method of hoping for turnovers. But uh, but yes. I'm also but I'm also not bragging about. I'm not out here displaying my trash on the sideline. I'm not out here pimping this shit. That's the difference. That's like saying Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look at this! Hey, everybody, look at this trash! (laughs) We're gonna refurbish this trash. Then we're not gonna win a game there. It's time to approach what I think is the, the, probably the game where I'm like (sighs) most conflicted in terms of who to root for. But I, but I gotta do it because I hate one team more than I dislike generally the other. That would be Georgia Notre Dame. Because those, that's happening, by the way. Yeah, go dogs. In case you go dogs. One hundred percent. So easy. So easy. Yeah, it's an easy call. Because for a second, I'm like, eh, no, 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 definitely doing this. Um, and, and and if you're conflicted at all, remember that you know that Brian Kelly's the coach, and um, you can you can blame yourself for however this game goes, but it doesn't matter because Brian Kelly's going to blame you, no matter what happens. Um, Trash Bandicoot at MCGAHA07. Magaha07. I will not watch a single second of Georgia Notre Dame, and I will be a better person because of it. Depends on what you're doing. Like, I I gotta, whatever your replacement activity is, I, I gotta know. Because this well, is this well, game. To be clear, you could be watching Auburn at Clemson, which might be a very mm-hmm. good game. You could be watching yeah. Oklahoma at Ohio State, which also might be a very good game. You could even be watching Mississippi State at Louisiana Tech, which shit, maybe that'll be a good game. You could be mm-hmm. sticking around and waiting to watch Stanford USC. So you have plenty of alternative football options that you would not be um, 
mocked for choosing over a hobbled Georgia against your grandpa's favorite bullshit. You could be rolling through the still opening stanzas, the first and second act of South Carolina, Missouri, which will extend deep into the midnight and possibly 1 a.m. hour. So you could be investing in that, too, for the ultimate payoff. It's like a it's like a Burmese opera. It's going to last like eight hours. You're not going to really be sure what's happening. But at the end, you'll be confused, overwhelmed and exhilarated and you'll probably forget it all. But but still, you could be watching that. So I don't know, like maybe you'll be a better person for not watching it. I don't know. If you if you go rob a bank, probably not. If you watch another game, I don't well, know, maybe. Hold on, why why why'd you rob the bank? That's a good like to feed the orphans, to save the orphanage. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. only reason I rob banks. There's not enough of that in film these days, by the way. Crime for the right reason, right? Like, I think it says something that like there used to be a bunch of movies where they're like, yeah, we're going to rob a bank, but it's for the right reasons. That's why we're going to do it. Now it's like, why would you take anything from our benevolent corporate overlord? In the 70s, they're like, nah, man, we're going to knock we're going to knock over a liquor store for the right reason. Here at Orphan Corp, we leverage loans <laughs> against these orphans. It's brilliant. Um, uh, this one's this one's by the way. I just want to also get this prediction on the board before somebody else picks one. Andrew Masota at Andrew Masota, Western Michigan over Michigan State by two scores. Jesus, two scores. Lewerk is MSU's leading rusher for the second time this year. Uh, maybe, man. I don't know. Western Michigan went and gave gave USC the full effort, took them to the wire. So yeah, they looked saying, they looked very comfortable running against USC. Very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know what Michigan State looked like in, in opening week. I in week one. Nobody knows. Nobody watched. That's right. No, nobody watched that game. Actually, I watched a little bit of it. What is and, wrong uh, with you? I, I, it was opening week. You watched so many bad teams on opening. You watched the Boston College game that we specifically told people don't watch this, or we'll have to have an intervention for you. How I are How are you play. a drug counselor who's still doing heroin? That's the irony of my story. Don't you understand scripting? <laughs> no, no. Character development. No, there's how you definitely know what to steer people away from if you don't test it yourself, <laughs> just so, to make sure it's still so, bad. So, so to be clear, Spencer is the poison taster at the king's table. I'm the Alex. I'm the Alex. I'm like Alex Jones with weed, only trying it just to test the strength for everybody else. Sire, this Indiana at Virginia, it's gone terribly wrong. Don't, don't sample <laughs> of it. I will eat uh, all will of it you. because I love you, my leash. I think it's it's if Rasputin was a poison tester. Like, he's just really, really good at this job. Can we also get um, this prediction from at Emerzy? Auburn will beat Clemson in a game with five missed field goals. <laughs> Is there any sadder, worse, wasted moment than watching a game where somebody misses like four or five field goals? <laughs> It's it's just by the by the by the second or third you can feel it coming and it's the coach's duty at that point right like there was a controversy this week Ed Cunningham an announcer quit calling college football because he doesn't think that with the amount of head trauma involved he can be involved the game that pushed him into that per the New York Times was the Iowa Florida bowl game where uh, C J Beathard just sat there and took a beating. A horrendous one. Anyone who watched that bowl game was horrified and genuinely like like wondered if the Iowa coaching staff was like doing either the right or sensible thing or just, you know, I don't know. He didn't want to come out and the doctors cleared up. Yeah, take him out. He's getting thrown around out there. Right. Anyway. At some point, the coaches have to interact, intervene and come in and say, hey, we're going to take you out of the game and we're going to control the situation. So this doesn't look so bad. When you send a kicker out after missing two, psychologically, maybe you're trying to break that streak. If the kicker's missed three, I don't know, man. Go for it. <laughs> Just pass, run, call a trick play, punt. Even if you're on, like, the 20, don't send the kicker out there again because he's going to miss the fourth, and he's going to miss the fifth. I don't know what the most field goals missed in a game is, but I bet that dude never hit another one again. Just <laughs> could not put it between the uprights. Most field goals missed. Guess the teams. <laughs> the, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Guess with your hearts. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, are they? Can you give us? Are they Power Five teams or not? Power Five. Oh boy. Okay. Um, now listen. W- Wake Forest. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No, clear your clear your mind. Yeah. Speak from the heart. Florida State. <laughs> Close. Florida. Florida. One part of the game. <laughs> now, who is who out of the teams you play? Yeah. Which team? Georgia. Set this record. Close. Tennessee. It's, it's, in, Car- it's in the South realm Car- of rival. South Carolina. <laughs> LSU versus Florida, nineteen seventy-two. Missed seven field goals. <laughs> Holy shit! Just was two one, per was quarter. It, was it spraying one them all over the place? Uh, it doesn't say. The NCAA record books don't shame whoever contributed to the effort. But okay, so this is this is nineteen seventy-two LSU Florida, and, right? And if the hold on, oh my god, this is an amazing game. All right, um, did, did we record all this too? Yeah, we're probably still running. Sure, LS- throw it in. LSU. So this game finished tied three to three. Um, oh my fucking god! So they attempted. LSU drove to win the game. Attempted a thirty-seven yard field goal twenty-five seconds ago. The kick was blocked, but the uh, officials ruled that Florida players had touched the ball twice, and when an LSU player fell on it, the Tigers got it back. He then tried a 32-yard field goal, but it went wide. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest game ever played. Jesus. Oh my God! So that was so when that people was... say when people say the LSU Florida rivalry began in 2016 or 2007 or 2006. No, 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 no. 1972. Hey there, I'm Dieter Bone from The Verge, and I'm dropping into the podcast to remind you of something. Apple is going to release a new iPhone in September. They do literally every September, but this year it's going to be a really big deal. And so our podcast, The Verge Cast, is going to record in front of a live audience the day after Apple's announcement. We'll be recording on September 13th in San Francisco, and you can get tickets at bit.ly slash SF. That's bit.ly slash SF. We hope to see you there.